I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is our number two of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, and we've got a tremendous hour for you as we're going to be joined in 15 minutes by David Baker. He does amazing work as a sports handicapper, and on top of that, for those of you guys that like the game of poker, you may know him as a professional poker player as well. So we're going to be joined by him, taking a look at everything that we saw in week 18 of the NFL, turn it forward. I'll see if he's got anything in terms of the national title game or not. If not, I'm going to be taking a look at some wild card games with him as well. And as some of you may know, we are now on Sports Map Radio. And we would also like to give a little bit of a shout out here to the Tiger 90.9 WAUD. That is out in Auburn, Alabama. You're listening to the best in sports betting news and information from the sports betting capital in the world. That would be lovely Las Vegas. Welcome to the VEASAN family and the Greg Peterson experience. And coming up here in this segment, we're going to be taking a look at an Alabama team that is going to be in action in college basketball on this Monday. Not necessarily the most rambunctious card in terms of college basketball. The college football national title game is taking hold. And as a result, you're not necessarily getting a whole bunch of big games. But we do have some. And it is my favorite sport to handicap. I absolutely love college basketball. The nickname that I've got, Hoops, it actually came from the one and only Brett Musburger, who you heard do the introduction. I was his producer many, many years ago. He called me Hoops because I wouldn't shut up about college basketball. So that's how I got the nickname because I would always be like, oh, we need to talk more college basketball. And he would always remind me that NFL reigns supreme. So we're going to be doing a lot of NFL in this hour, but we've got to lead off with some college basketball. I do write one write-up every single day for DraftKings Nation. I take a look at one game. So whether it be Monday slate where there is not necessarily a ton on the board, I will be honest with you, or something like we saw with Saturday where there was 145 games. I've got one write-up, and one motto that I do have on the show is money is money. It doesn't matter whether you're handicapping, oh, I don't know, the national title game in college football, the Super Bowl is going to be coming up in February, the World Series, you're able to go down the list, or if you're taking a look at Alabama State and Alcorn State. If you're looking on the rotation, this is 306-689-306-690. So you have to go to the extra games board on this one. And as we're seeing it right now, Alcorn State is anywhere between an 
Seven half to an eight point favorite. And Jordan's game is right in the neighborhood of 140. This is going to be a game, by the way, that I'll throw this in right now. Some of you guys might not be seeing this on the board until the AM because with the extra games board in college basketball, not everyone posts this up. As a matter of fact, I'm out here in the sports betting capital of the world in Las Vegas, and I can tell you right now, about 80-plus percent of books are not going to have this game up until the AM. But what I'm taking a look at in this one is Alabama State. I am going to be writing up their side, being able to get between 7.5 to 8 points. Appeals to me in a game where, well... I don't think that either of these teams are going to be competing for a national title anytime soon. You've got an Alabama State team that has actually been able to do a solid job against the number. They're 10-5 and five against the spread. So if you've been betting Alabama State, you've been able to make a little bit of money. And you know, with both of these teams, leaving a lot to be desired on the offensive side of things. There's 363 D1 teams out there. Alabama State, in terms of field goal shooting percentage, guess where they rank? 363rd. Meanwhile, with Alcorn State, a sizzling 355th. So both of these teams, yeah, they could use a little bit more there. But the reason why I'm willing to take the points with Alabama State is that Alcorn State, they're a little bit too aggressive for their own good as they're currently committing a foul on 30.8% of possessions. That is the seventh highest rate in all of college basketball. Alabama State, they're more around 185th, 190th with this regard. So they're very much middle of the pack with that regard. And then with Alabama State, though, they're not shooting it great from the floor. From three-point range, you're a little bit better. I mean, 268th isn't tremendous, but at the very least, it's on 358th like we are currently seeing with Alcorn State. Alcorn State also has just one player on their team that is averaging in double figures. And for Alabama State, this team has been going through some moving parts as they hired on a new coach in the offseason, Tony Madlock, and he brought with him his son, TJ Madlock. Madlock has been able to do a solid job being able to give this team double figures, and you can tell that this team is starting to get a little bit more frontline production. Uh, their top five scores, you've got four different guys that they haul in there at the very minimum, at least four and a half rebounds per game. As a matter of fact, out of their top five scores, they have four different guys giving you north of five rebounds per game. So they've done a solid job there. And the one exception is Isaiah Range, your top scorer, who's shooting 46.5% from three-point range, 14.8 points per game. They're also going up against an Alcorn State team that they have a tough time taking care of the ball. In terms of turnovers on a per-possession basis, this is a team that they rank outside of the top 250 in all of college basketball. Meanwhile, Alabama State, 12.5 turnovers. That's a relatively respectable mark. For Alcorn State, one thing that they do have working for them is that they do get back one of their key cocks. They were without, for the longest of times, Keandre Montgomery. He is a transfer from Mississippi State. He's been able to give the team 10 points, 3.5 rebounds per game, but has been able to give the team 18-plus points in the last two games that he has been back for this team and combined 42 points in that time span. So he's been able to do a solid job there. But that said, you take a look at this Alcorn State team. Among players that are going to be active and in this game, They've got one guy shooting above 29% from three-point range. That would be Decaterin Thornton, who has been able to shoot right around 38.5% from three-point range. Gives you 8.5 points per game, so leaves a lot to be desired there. Neither of these teams necessarily have ideal size. Alcorn State has been able to do an okay job on the glass, but not being able to bury those outside shots. Now with Alabama State showing a little bit of fight on defense. They enter in this game giving up 68 points or fewer in all three of their games within slack play. I do like Alabama State to hang within the number. I made Alcorn State a four-point favorite, so seeing this line in most places at a seven-half, I'm seeing one straight eight there, but mostly seeing seven-half. You've got about three-and-a-half points of value. I do like that, and I did set my total on 140. You've got a pair of Mid-tempo teams, Alcorn State a little bit slower than the average D1 team. So I do think that even though you've got a pair of, let's call it what it is, not so great defenses, I just mentioned it as well. Both of these teams in the bottom 10 in all of college basketball in terms of field goal shooting percentage, being able to get a total north of 140, I'm diving under my write-up. That is going to be revolving around Alabama State getting between 7.5 and 8 points like we're seeing in the market right now. Now let's hit a little bit of a bigger game in college basketball. Quite honestly, it's the biggest game that we are going to be getting on the board for Monday as, once again, just due to the college football national title game, college basketball takes a little bit of a backseat. 881-882. This is Oral Roberts. They're going to be on the road. They're going to be facing off against New Mexico. New Mexico is between a 5 and 5.5 and point favorite. Total on this game is 161.5. 
I believe, if I remember correctly, New Mexico put this game together a few weeks ago just because they were unable to play against New Mexico State. There was a little bit of kerfuffle between the two schools. Not such a great or savory situation. So now they've got a game against Oral Robertson. I mean, this is a banger of a matchup if you like points. Both of these teams rank in the top 75 in terms of total possessions per game. I do think that defense is going to be what is going to be the difference maker in this one. You typically don't associate New Mexico with great defense, but you know what? They're ranking 65th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. They've been able to do a relatively solid job. Meanwhile, Oral Roberts is outside the top 150. Now, what Oral Roberts does have working in their favor is the top scorer in this game. That'd be Max Aismith. He's averaging 21 points per contest. We all know and love him from that Sweet 16 run that Oral Roberts was able to put together in 2021. And for Oral Roberts, this team bombs it from three-point range. You've got each out of your top six scores shooting at least 35% from three-point range. That includes seven-foot-five Connor Vanover, giant of the earth that gives you 12.5 points, six-half rebounds. He shoots 35% from three and 87% at the free-throw line as a seven-foot-five giant. That is absolutely insane. But that said, with New Mexico, you've got a duo. If this name sounds familiar, it should. Jamal Mashburn Jr. along with Jalen House, that is the son, I believe, of Eddie House. These two guys have been able to team up, and they are combining for a little bit over 34 points per game. House, three steals per contest. That's in the top five in all of college basketball, 4.8 assists per game out of House. And then you've got Mashburn Jr. shooting 38.5% from three. House shoots 46% from three-point range. But the reason why New Mexico has been able to ascend this year, they're actually the last undefeated team in all of college basketball prior to them falling to Fresno State and then Take another one on the chin. They gave up north of 80 points against UNLV a few days ago. But the reason why they've been able to do a much better job this year than last year is that they now have some rebounding as they brought in via the transfer portal Josiah Alec from UMKC and Maurice Uduze. He comes in from Wichita State. Both of these guys give you between 7.8 and 8 rebounds per game. Uduze has been able to give you 16.3 points per game. So these guys have been able to do a nice job of holding up there. And this team, when they lost against Fresno State, they were without K.J. Jenkins. He's back in the fold, returned in that game against UNLV. He's been a good sort of microwave scorer for the team, shooting 43% from three overall for the season, averaging 8.9 points per game, but nine plus in each out of the last five games. So he's been a little bit more solid there. You still have someone like Donovan Dent that's able to give you a little bit of versatility as well as he's been able to put in there right around five and a half points, three assists, chips in their steal, just under a block per contest. So he's able to do a little bit of everything for this team. New Mexico, it's been a little bit of a rough run for them, but Oral Roberts on a little bit of short notice and just a little bit of a tight turnaround in general. They have to go to the pit, a very difficult place to play. I think that it's going to be a tough one. And I do think that this is going to be a high scoring game, but I do think that New Mexico's defense is being a little bit undervalued. I do think that they're going to be able to do a better job in this game than they did against UNLV, where they were giving up points upon points, especially in the second half. This is a total that I set at a 160. So 161 and a half, a little bit too rich for my blood. I'm going to be taking a look at the under. And with New Mexico, set them as a six-point favorite. The five and a half that I'm seeing here, it's C-Max I'm willing to lay, but I'm willing to get down on New Mexico being a five to five and a half point favorite. And coming up next, we go back to the NFL. We're going to be joined by poker player and the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion, David Baker, to take a look at what we all got from week 18 and how teams are entering into the playoffs. That's up next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Winter sports are in full swing at BetRivers Online Sportsbook is your home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a hockey, basketball, or football fan, BetRivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and so much more as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Great to be joined by our guest. David Baker is the winner of the 2020 Westgate Super Contest. On top of that, for those of you guys that like poker, he is a professional poker player. He's made many, many of those final table broadcasts. And David, it's always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me, Greg. Um, just wanted, before we get started, say congratulations to all the winners of the Circa Contest and the Westgate Super Contest and all those things. Uh, both casinos put on great contests and watching all the videos today of um Everybody sweating, the Survivor and the Circuit Championships there just brought back memories and, and chills from 2020 when uh, I did it. And uh, hopefully, hopefully get one of those sweats again uh, in these years coming up because sure is fun. And the Circuit oh. does a great job putting those things on. So congrats to all those winners. Oh, absolutely. I'm right there with you. And I do want to ask you a little bit more about that. When you won in 2020, what was that like? Because as we know, that was the strange COVID year. So there was a lot more social distancing going on, masks being worn, things of that nature. But I have to imagine that that was a once in a lifetime experience when you were able to take down that north of million dollar top prize. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was definitely extremely exciting. Uh one one thing that one of the the guys that were interviewed on uh, one of the other Vincent shows said is that it's just all encompassing. And we were leading from the very beginning. Uh, we won the first quarter, and so basically every week you're just all you do is think about this. And then at the end of the week, it really you know then you have another week to plan for, and then another week, and all you do is you're just kind of just progressing up this mountain slowly. Um, and you think you can see it, and every week, all that can happen is you can get just a little bit closer, or you could just fall down the mountain. Like, there's really nothing, you know, you can't win anything early on, and uh, it was really exciting. I mean, we had a we had a chance at the double and hitting Circa and um, Westgate. We won the Westgate one, and then we were a few seconds away from winning the Circa one, too, and uh, we kind of got one of those bad beats last second touchdown to come in second. Um, so I can, you know, I can both appreciate the the victory and also uh, understand the people who came oh so close and and you know whether it was a play like in the Dolphins game or um, you know just a hard fought game like the the like the Lions Packers uh, you know it just comes down to sometimes just one play or or one game and it's a lot of money on the line so it's. Uh, it's really exciting and, and I hope to be there again. I, it definitely got my juices flowing again today, seeing everybody just sweating and celebrating and being down there and all that stuff. No question about it. I was in the Circa Millions contest this year as well. 
I didn't have a week worse than a two and three, so I didn't completely flame out at any point, but I was in like 3,000th place, something like that, because I had one week above a three and two as well. These contests are very, very difficult, and I do want to give a little bit of condolences because we also have the Circus Survivor Contest where that's just where you pick one game every single week straight up, and you go until you lose the gentleman that had the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, Boy, thoughts and prayers to a man. He got some. That was one. Oh. That was one of the worst beats you you could ever see. I mean, first of all, the they were up seven and they had a fourth and ten or fourth and fifteen or something. Fourth and, and thirteen and fourth and twenty. <laughs> yeah, a long a long pass to Brandon Cook who catches it on the sidelines, and you're like, okay, well, you know, that's just going to prolong the agony a little bit, and then that fourth and twenty play that the cornerback just overruns the ball he's supposed to just knock it down and falls right into Aiken's hands is unbelievable and then they go for two so you're still you know 60% to win probably with the Texans they're probably about 40% to get it and then they get the two-point conversion and then you still have a little sweat with the Colts getting the ball back even though it was pretty sure that it was going to be over at that point but just pretty amazing in general that the Texans won that game and um, also kind of amazing that he picked the Colts because he had some better options available. Yeah, <laughs> I I would not want to have north of $2 million riding on Jeff Saturday as a coach. That's not... Or Sam Ellinger. Yeah, that's rough. But at the same time, man, that, that should have gotten there. I've had some bad beats in my day, none that have costed me $2 million. And a, a play that got the group that was in with me a little bit earlier, Chief 3, the four of them, a million plus dollars, was that Lions play on the Packers. The Packers, they needed to win to get in. and said we're going to be seeing the Seattle Seahawks in the playoffs. What did you make out of the Packers blowing it and that being able to give the Seattle Seahawks a berth into the playoffs? Because the Seahawks, they very easily could have lost to the Rams. Honestly, they probably should have lost to the Rams. And man, I think that we lost out a little bit on a good playoff matchup because I felt like if the Packers would have gotten in, not that they would have been like going to the Super Bowl or anything like that, but they certainly would have been a more formidable opponent than the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, there's there's multiple ways to look at this. I mean, the first thing is I think the league lost and we lost um, tonight, even though it was a great game and congratulations to the Lions. And uh, I'm not the biggest Rodgers or Packers fan, but, uh, you know, I did wager some hard-earned dollars on them uh, tonight, so it was disappointing having had them, but uh, I think we would have been much better off just to be able to have a Niners versus Aaron Rodgers. The Niners were the sixth seed last year and took out the Packers in round one, so this could have been kind of a, a reversal uh, where the Packers would have gone in San Francisco as almost double-digit dogs probably and had a chance to upset the Niners. So that would have been kind of a good storyline and it would have been a great game. Now we're going to get a punchless, uh, toothless Seahawks team that has basically gotten dismantled by the Niners the other two times they played. And I think the, the Seahawks are probably the worst versions of themselves right now. So I'm not really expecting too much out of them or that game so kind of disappointing for us uh, I do just want to say that I think the Packers absolutely blew this game um, the Lions did do everything to their credit they went out and they won it but the Packers you just can't settle for field goals every time um, I thought that they had a unexplicably terrible call to kick the 53 yarder it was cold uh, Crosby had made a 48 and a 49er yarder that barely cleared the uprights and I just didn't think he was going to have the leg to get that. He did manage to hit the crossbar, but I mean, I think he hit that ball as, as good as possible. One of those times, like if you're a golfer and you just, you just smoke the drive and you're like, yes, it's getting over the water, uh, going to get on the green. And then next thing you know, it, you know, it lands just short and you're like, oh, well, I guess I, there's no way I could have cleared it. Kind of felt like one of those situations. So I thought that was pretty poor. And obviously the undisciplined, uh, at the end of the half uh, with the Packers player kicking the ball or hitting the ball and then pushing the player and then the other Packers defensive player this after, uh, you know, late in the game, pushing the, the training staff, just an all in all 
disgusting performance by the Packers all over the place. Um, they have nobody to blame but themselves. And this Lions team has really got uh, some good building blocks. And uh, I, you know, I, I like to celebrate things that I'm right, but I'm also going to take my losses when I'm wrong. And, and I did not think that Dan Campbell was going to be a good coach. And I think I'm wrong. Uh, Dan Campbell's a really good coach and he, you know, he might make uh, some mistakes every now and again, but look, every coach is making a lot of mistakes and he gets his guys fired up and they want to play for him. And at least he's making mistakes on the aggressive end. Whereas so many of these cowardly coaches are taking the easy way out. So uh, props to them and the Lions, and they have a bright future. And I think it's time for the Packers to go in another direction. I'll be surprised if this isn't Rodgers' last game. Uh, I honestly think that Las Vegas is the perfect landing spot for him, and I think this is where he goes. All the talk has been that it's going to be Brady, um, but I really think Rodgers is the perfect spot with Devontae Adams here. I think they still have a great relationship. And all the pieces are here. This is the, this is the kind of spot where Rodgers can come right in, and this team is a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Um, so that's my prediction for what happens with Rodgers and the Packers and the Las Vegas Raiders. And with the whole Las Vegas situation as well, I do think that that is so fascinating because I'm with you. I don't think that Brady comes out to Las Vegas, and we'll talk about the Buccaneers on the flip side as well. Don't you worry there, but. At the age of 45, soon to be 46, that's a little bit tough. And for the Lions, you got to give them all the credit in the world. And the whole narrative of, of Jared Goff not being able to play in cold weather, he did a very nice job of being able to put that to bed on Sunday. But you mentioned Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. They are going to be hosting a playoff game against a team that is sliding into the playoffs in Dallas. And we're going to be rejoined next by David Baker to break that down here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and the bets are moving for every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes, so you can see all the changes in the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match up with the public opinion. You're able to check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way that VSIN is here year-round to make you a smarter better. So check out today's betting splits for every single game now at VSIN.com. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. Great to be rejoined by David Baker. He is the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion and a man that is also a tremendous poker player in his own right as well. And David, you've got to talk about what we're going to be seeing this week in the wild card round with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys with the Cowboys. They are slip sliding on into the playoffs. They did not look good on Sunday against the Washington Commanders. And I mean, let's call it what it is last month for the Dallas Cowboys. But less than savory for the defensive general for the Buccaneers. They lost the Atlanta Falcons. It was a completely meaningless game for them. I don't put anything into that whatsoever. How do you view this matchup and how both teams handled their week 18? Yeah, it's funny because... Um... I feel like we've been looking forward to this matchup for a month now. Um, it was always going to be Dallas at Tampa round one marquee matchup, uh, marquee game. And I've been saying on this telecast every week that, uh, you know, don't, don't fall for it. Everybody's, you know, people are going to talk themselves into Tom Brady. This team is not very good. Um, they can't run the ball. They can't, uh, stop people the coaching is terrible and i was just excited to lay the wood with dallas and now here we are we get this dallas team that is a shell of what it was a month ago um there was a month ago a month ago we were sitting here talking about could they is it between the eagles and the cowboys um once uh, the niners lost you know jimmy g and now i'm sitting here thinking Am I going to fall for it? Am I going to to go to the Bucks? Uh, something that was unfathomable uh, a few weeks ago now seems like a possibility. Uh, I really don't know what I'm going to do because I 
don't trust Dak at this point. And that's kind of odd because I have trusted Dak. And I, I do think that Dak was kind of been a scapegoat for some, some failures that the Cowboys have had in the past. And I think he's a good quarterback, but wow, what a stinker today in Washington. Um, if they weren't going to play, they should have just rested people, but to actually play and go out there and get embarrassed by, um, Sam Howell and um, a, the third string running back and a defense that really was mediocre the whole season. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I can go and lay a field goal on the road versus uh, Tom Brady and his experience and a team that won a Super Bowl two years ago. So, you know, I sat here and said, don't don't fall for the trap, but whew, I might fall for the trap. Uh, I really don't know where I'm going to go in this game. I don't like either of these teams and their current um, makeup. Yep, I am in total <laughs> agreement with you there as Tom Brady played a little bit against the Atlanta Falcons and hey, 13 of 17 performance, relatively efficient there and then he gave way in the second half to Blaine Gabbert along with Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask not looking like the answer in Tampa Bay moving forward if Brady is out in a year or two, so there was that, but I know that something that was of fascination to you was how these teams would be maneuvering. Like we saw with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they gave Tom Brady a few reps, but they did not keep him in the whole game. And I know two teams that really stood out to both of us, the way that the New York Giants handled things and the way that the LA Chargers did. The LA Chargers were pretty much full bore and the Giants, they were locked into their playoff seating and they decided we are not going to be playing anyone whatsoever which form did you like a little bit more? The Chargers that they decide, you know what, we're going to give our guys all these reps or the Giants who decide, you know what, we're just going to completely rest this week. I mean, Staley needs to be sued for uh, malfeasance. I mean, what he did to that team today was an utter embarrassment. And if they go out and lose to Jacksonville, I, I, it would not surprise me if they fired him. I mean, it's a perfect landing spot for Sean Payton. So um, I'd look for any excuse to to fire him at this point. To, you know, to play Herbert for a little while, fine. Um, quarterbacks, you know, you, you don't have to give them, you know, he's not really a running quarterback. He's probably not going to get a hit too often. He's a big boy. Um, if he needs some reps, that's fine. But Austin Eckler has had injuries in his career. He's a young guy. They're running him up the middle. Um, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams have not been able to stay on the field all year. Mike Williams got hurt. Keenan Allen was in deep in the fourth quarter. Um, I thought it was an embarrassment. And not only that, but you lost. You left when your starters left the game midway through the fourth quarter. You were losing to a team that won four games and was one of the biggest embarrassments in the league. Um, so. I mean, protect your players from themselves, protect your players' uh, confidence. Uh, this was a team that's been riding high for weeks and uh, went in on a big winning streak. You sit everybody, your seed's secure. You go into Jacksonville feeling comfortable and confident in yourself, and now you have the sour taste in your mouth. Now, Brian Dable did the exact opposite. He sat everybody, went in, and his backups gave a spirited performance, hung with the best team in the NFC, and now if somebody gets hurt um, in this Vikings game, they have somebody who can step in, who's played meaningful snaps, um, have some had some confidence, kind of a team building. You saw Saquon cheering on his, you know, his brothers and the Giants put up a spirit of performance and, uh, you know, even had a chance in that game. So I definitely think, I mean, this is why I, I think Dable is the best coach in or a, definitely a top three coach in the league and should be definite coach of the year. And why Brandon Staley, uh, you know, he's he's playing with fire. And uh, I love this Chargers team, and I hope that they can continue to build and grow despite him because I'm really not confident in in him and his ability to lead this team. And the Chargers and Jags game that we're going to be seeing on Saturday, in my opinion, is one of the most fascinating on the board. You've got the Chargers, a one to one and a half point favorite on the road. Where do you stand on this team? Because with the Chargers, you just mentioned it, 
Not a good performance against the Denver Broncos. I will say this. Russell Wilson looked a little bit better once they can Nathaniel Hackett. I do think that Hackett was the biggest thing that was going wrong with Denver. That's a hire that should have never been made. It's very clear that they hired him to try to get Aaron Rodgers. Came up snake eyes and the season came up snake eyes for the Denver Broncos. But that said, you've got a Jaguars team that is absolutely surging. Didn't look great on Saturday, but they're able to get the job done. And with this Jags team, just been on a remarkable turnaround for them. And they've already pounded the Chargers once before. Yeah, these are two teams. Their their future is definitely bright. It might not be this year. The road is really tough in the AFC. So, um, But I, I'm excited for this football game. I'm not really sure where I'm going to land. I'm probably going to land on the Chargers because I've been really heavy on the Chargers all year. So um, my preconceived notions kind of lead me that way. But this Jacksonville team is is really good. And um, I think you're looking at, you know, two of the top five quarterbacks in the league. Um, if I was redrafting right now, I think Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence would be right behind um, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, and Herbert. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence is probably the best building block that we have out there after those big four. So I really like what Jacksonville's doing. Um, the receivers are are playing well, and and ETN's playing well. The defense is is doing okay, and they have home field advantage. So uh, I think this game's really going to come down, you know, to the end, which kind of scares me a little bit with the Chargers because I trust Doug Peterson a heck of a lot more than I trust Brandon Staley. Um, but I, you know, I, I I think the Chargers do get a break that they're going to a warmer weather, um, non rabid fan base i mean i know jacksonville's excited for this game but it's not like they're he's walking into buffalo or baltimore or, or you know cincinnati or some of those other fan bases that are just you know ruthless i agree and we've got about a minute left here in this segment but i mean what did you make out of the scene in buffalo today not even necessarily from a handicapping perspective but just from a humanity standpoint it was just so great to see that kickoff return and it was clear the Patriots were walking into a total buzzsaw. Yeah, I mean, I think the league has handled this whole situation really well. Um, props to them. We we trash on the NFL when they do when they do things that don't make a lot of sense or when um, there's a lot of selfishness or the league looks out for themselves. And I think they did a really good job this week. And um, you know, part of why we love this game is is the game and the sport, but also the humanity of it all. Um, and that was on full display this weekend. And uh, yeah, I thought the Bills did a great job and uh, it was nice to see them come out on top. I know that team and city needed this. So um, great building block for them heading into the playoffs. Absolutely it is. And coming up next, we're going to be rejoined by David and we'll take a look at that Buffalo Bills matchup between the Miami Dolphins next. Here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Bank Note. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. There's a lot happening these days. 
but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Winter sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a hockey, football, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday hockey first goal insurance, Sunday football parlay insurance, and so much more. It's a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. Being rejoined now by David Baker, the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion and man that does a terrific job as a po- professional poker player. And David, let's take a look at the futures board right now. We'll dive into that Buffalo Bills game here in a few minutes. But are there any futures that you're really taking a look at right now? And how are you going to be playing the futures market this NFL off- or this NFL postseason? Well, I will say I do have one future. It is a long shot, but I bet. Um, about three, four months before the season started, I bet the Vikings to win the NFC at 23 and a half to one. So uh, despite everybody thinking they're frauds, uh, I have a very good number on them. Uh, I'm going to ride out week one for sure and uh, hope they beat the Giants and kind of see where that plays out if I decide to hedge anything off the bat. Um, when you play a, a, you know, a 23 and a half to one uh, future, you're really just hoping to have a shot because just a puncher's chance. So I do have that. So um, that's where I'm at right now. As far as futures, uh, I want to see the numbers. Um, I haven't seen the official numbers right now, but I will say I will suggest that if you are going to look at the futures market, if you like a team in the NFC, I would suggest that you bet that team to win the NFC and not the Super Bowl, because most of the time to win the conference is approximately 50% of what it is to win the Super Bowl. And I would suggest that most NFC teams, especially the dog teams, if you want to, you know, if you're looking to to play a team like Dallas or Tampa or Minnesota or the Giants, um, a team like that, that you would just play them to win the NFC and not win the Super Bowl because you can just roll over whatever money you make in that if you want to and get a much better price on the money line in the Super Bowl. Because I think the Chiefs, Bills, Bengals are going to be a favor over any team in the NFC. Um, on the other side of it, if you're going to play an AFC team and their price is only uh, twice as much to win the Super Bowl as is the AFC, I would suggest betting them to win the Super Bowl. Because I think most of the AFC matchups, you're going to be favored versus the NFC matchups. I think the AFC is just overall stronger. Um so that's kind of how I would attack that. Um, I, mean, I, ha- I haven't seen the numbers, so I'm not really sure what I like. But I, I, I'm not big on the Chiefs. I would probably choose either the Bills or the or the Bengals. Um, I kind of think I like the Bengals. I'm not sure the Bills are playing great, although they do kind of now have a little destiny on their side, and they also don't have to go to Kansas City if they lose. Um, I mean, if they win and get to the championship. So I might look at the Bills. I'm not sure, but. I'm thinking Bills, Bengals there, and in the NFC, I I just think the Niners right now are are superior are the superior team. Um, it really is the Niners or or the Eagles. Uh, one of them could get upset, but I don't see both of these teams getting upset. the The field in the NFC is just very very weak overall. And I think you bring up a really good bro tip here for our number two, vcin.com slash subscribe for all of these. If you're taking a look at the futures market in the NFL and you think one conference is far more dominant than the others, myself and David, think that for the AFC, take a look at the conference futures in comparison to the Super Bowl futures because you mentioned it with the Chiefs. They're plus 160 to win the AFC, plus 330 to win the Super Bowl. And I mean, I think that the Chiefs are going to be a favorite in the Super Bowl, regardless of who comes out, even against the Philadelphia Eagles. So I think that that's absolutely tremendous advice right there. And a team that we were alluding to a little bit earlier was the Buffalo Bills. And they're going to be playing against the uh, Miami Dolphins with the Dolphins 
who knows who's going to be the quarterback there. you got to figure that they're looking out for Tua's health. And with the Bills, they're an 11-point favorite. And you just mentioned it. With the Buffalo Bills, they're one of the most interesting teams really ever to handicap just because with everything that happened with the DeMar Hamlin situation. A week ago, we were taking a look at it last Monday, and it was a very sad situation. Now, it's very uplifting. Mr. Hamlin is doing so much better. And, I mean, regardless of what happens, I mean, just the health of that man, it's very good to see everything that we are seeing with the improvements day in and day out with him. But that said, taking a look at this Buffalo Bills team, both against the Dolphins and moving forward, I think that they're a fascinating team. And you just mentioned it. They've got an ultimate X factor that you just can't plug into a spreadsheet. It's just by feel at this point. Yeah, I, I'm not really believing in this Dolphins team. Um, the one thing that they do have going for them is that they beat the Bills earlier in the year and they played probably the best game they've played in the last two months up in Buffalo um, a few weeks ago. So I don't think they're really intimidated by the Bills, but if they don't have Tua going, or at least Teddy, this team really has no shot. I would expect the Bills just to blow them out. So I probably would lay the wood. Um, the one thing you get in the playoff games is a lot of times in the in the regular season, these double-digit favorites kind of sleepwalk through. In the playoffs, that's a little less likely to happen. I mean, they play every possession to the maximum. Um, so, yeah, I would kind of look the Bills there. Um, I really do like this Bengals team and how they're playing. I thought the Bengals were the right side on last Monday night. Um, and early on, I know we only saw, you know, two-thirds of the first quarter, but the Bengals looked really good. So um, it, it, it is kind of unfortunate for the Bengals that they'll have to go to Buffalo if they when they face each other in the second round. But uh, I think this this Bengals team went on the road last year and they won all their games. So they can definitely do it again. And, and Joe Burrow's not somebody who's going to be intimidated by, by going anywhere. Uh, that'd be an exciting second round. I kind of hope we don't have upsets uh, in the first round. Um, I mean, if a, if a Giants Vikings or a Cowboys Bucks happens, then that's fine. But I think we want to see this. I really want to see this Bengals um Bills game and I I would love to see Herbert versus Mahomes round two I mean round three those those guys play amazing games every time they they face each other so um, I'm kind of hoping that that we we get those those matchups so I'm kind of rooting for the the Chargers and the and the favorites in the AFC I think I agree with you and what do you make out of the rematch of a game that we saw a few weeks ago in Giants versus Vikings because I know that you shared with us a few minutes ago David that your lone feature right now is on the Minnesota Vikings, but the Vikings are a three-point favorite against the New York Giants with a total of 47.5, and I just I can't bring myself to taking the Giants. I feel like this is a game that probably will land three, so I'm hoping that this can get down to a two-and-a-half. I would be in on the Vikings there. If this gets north of a three, I'd be willing to buy in on the Giants. It just feels like a field goal game to me. I don't know if you see this the same way, but feels like another game where we saw it the first time around, and I think we'll see it again. This game land on three. Look, if you when you're talking about the Vikings, you're you're basically just talking about a team that's played nothing but one score games. So uh, if that is your angle, then that's fine. My angle is that they have the better quarterback. They have by far the best weapons. They've got, uh, you know, uh, he's not he's not better than Barkley, but they have a good running back. Um, the defense, both defenses are just kind of mediocre. I mean, the Vikings defense has kind of been downright bad, but uh, where they really struggle is to defend the pass, and I don't really think the Giants can exploit that. Granted, they did a couple weeks ago, but this is playoff football. The Dome's going to be rocking, and I think three or less, I, I really think the Vikings are a strong play, and I think most people just are hell-bent on fading the Vikings in the playoffs, and they don't really care who they're up against. So I think you're going to be able to get two and a half on this game. And if I didn't already have a futures wager, that would be probably one of my favorite games of the weekend. Uh, being that I am so invested in the Vikings, I, I may not lay that. But look, when you're dealing with the futures, I mean, you're just looking to have a chance. And like I said, you know, uh, I got value out of that future. So however it lands, I'm happy with my decision to make it. 
And you mentioned the fact that we should probably be able to get two and a half on the Vikings. What I'm seeing right now is that even though this game is on three, a lot of places are offering the Vikings at even money juice or a minus 105, a good indicator that at some point we probably will be seeing two and a halfs come about. And David, I know that you do absolutely amazing work as both a professional poker player and I know that you did an amazing job winning that 2020 Westgate Super Contest. I know that you were talking about getting fired up seeing all the people in the contest today and their sweats. I always appreciate your time on the Greg Peterson experience. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. And um, for all the college football fans, I'm on Georgia tomorrow. So, um, yeah, I think Georgia lays the wood to TCU and excited to come back on next Sunday and uh, discuss the second round of the playoffs and what we saw in week one. Absolutely. And David, he did a great job of being able to extract value from that futures market as well in college football. Just a reminder, VEASAN Pro Tip, if you think that there's a dominant conference, take a look at perhaps the uh, comparison of conference futures versus Super Bowl futures and try to extract the best value there. And coming up next on the Greg Peterson Experience, we take a look at some college basketball for Monday here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.